0: All right, this is episode 61. Welcome to the Yanagita podcast show, episode 61. I got special guest. I got Carl Powell. Is that how we pronounce it? Powell? Powell. Yes, sir. So, Carl, welcome to the show. And um, I just got some people asking to get you on. So I'm really excited. So, Carl, how did you get started? I know I read a little bit about your yoga and some other stuff. And um, how did you get started in yoga?
1: Okay, how did I get started in fitness? I've been teaching fitness for 40 years this year. Wow. Yeah, so I started in San Francisco, 1980. Don't let me date myself. And, <laughs> and I taught aerobics and that's what I did. And it just all kind of, I went from aerobics to teaching hip hop dance. And then I traveled around the world and taught hip hop dance and opened fitness clubs. And then I was completely stressed out. I was 40, 40 years old. And I had two businesses, I was running around Europe, I was selling things on QVC, making myself crazy. And I went to a yoga class and I meditated. And I thought, oh, (laughs) I need to, so I moved to Maui. That's when I first moved to Maui the first time. And came here and studied yoga and Pilates and Tai Chi and Qigong. And pretty much that's become my life in the last 20 years so.
0: Wow. So That's incredible. And so I'm really curious and people are probably curious. Uh, when you first got into fitness, what did the fitness world look like back then? Mm-hmm. I mean, it must have been. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Back then, there was a bunch of women running around in leg warmers and screaming in the class. But it was it was really awesome because what aerobics did for women was women never had a place to go and rejoice their body. And the aerobic thing, they got together and they felt good and they put their tight outfits on and they got up in front and they danced and they screamed, but they felt empowered. So I say the aerobics movement was more about empowerment for women. And then it turned into the fitness industry that we know right now.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And like, just a, uh, you're a pioneer, Carl. You're a pioneer, 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. And you look great, man. You look wonderful. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And so like, how's like some of the nutrition stuff have changed as well? Because um, my mentors and people that taught me have mentioned like, there's so many different nutrition advice in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And um, what are some of the big the changes you
1: seen? There's a lot of changes. In the beginning, like when, in the 1980s, we were looking for sugar-free, fat-free things, but we were doing those things, not realizing that we're eating a lot of sugar in the process. So for a while, you know, frozen yogurt was the fad and people ate all that, and that was supposed to be good for you. Then we found out that that was just loads of sugar and that wasn't good for you. Then people were doing carb loading, and then they found out carb loading wasn't good for them. And then they went to the, whatever the next phase was eating. And now there's paleo and keto I just say nutrition is nutrition. One, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't do that. So you have to balance your diet and your exercise together. If you eat what you what your body needs, opposed to what you think you want, you'll feel better. It's just uh, apples and oranges. If you want to feel great, eat what your body asks you to eat. You know, you want to have what feels balanced to you. And everyone has a little bit different of a diet depending on your ethnic background. And you have to find a diet that you like because if you're forcing yourself out, you're always going to cheat and then you'll never win. No one ah, ever wins when they cheat. There we go. No
0: one ever wins when they cheat. I like that. Yeah. Wow. And so, so what you're saying is like focus on the fundamentals and then the little things will change depending on the person's
1: background and things of like that? Exactly what, what you, one, like to eat because you have to have what you like to eat in your diet. Like to eat. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have things that you know you need to eat like vegetables and all of those things. And then you have to have a little place to cheat, but you know, a little plate, but it's not about... Yeah. You know, but you have to mostly find things that you like to eat. Uh, if you don't like what you're eating, you're gonna go back to what... I did Isogenics for a while and I, liked, I loved it. I lost weight, it was great. But after six months, I wanted to eat and I had a real hard time. So for some people, I see that works great. But for me personally, I prefer to balance my own food. So it's, what do you want to do? You can do a product like Isagenix and you can complete food and you'll be okay. But will you be happy? That's the question.
0: Will you be happy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So for somebody just starting out, let's just say, Right now, they want to lose 50 pounds, um, and they rarely eat any vegetables and fruits. So you would just recommend them to start with something that they enjoy, like vegetable-wise. If
1: what you enjoy vegetable-wise, what you enjoy protein-wise. Yes. And maybe maybe that needs to change. I had a, a client when I first moved to Hawaii, and she ate two scoops of mac salad and two scoops of rice with her breakfast every morning, uh. trying to lose 50 pounds. And she said to me, "You mean I have to throw all of that off of my plate?" And I said, "Why don't we start with half?" Mm, there you yeah. go. Yeah. And if you go with if you and half might just work. And and she lost her fifty pounds. Wow. And it was just simply learning how to eat half of what she eats. Hmm. Yeah, that's good advice.
0: Yeah, control the portion yeah. and. Wow. And so I know you're mentioning earlier on your story about how you found yoga in the midst of all the chaos and the
1: busyness. <laughs> what was the thing ooh. that attracted you to yoga the most? It was the first time that I worked out from the inside of my body out. Ah. I was always working from the outside of my body in. And so when I did that the first time, my body had this major release. Like, Ooh. I went someplace I'd never been before
0: Uh and then I really
1: wanted to explore it. I was like, well, it was a feeling of, you know, that what you call the aha moment where you just go, Oh, I need to learn what this is. Excuse me. That's my trash, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Carl about the uh, working from the inside out. um, what, what, What were we mentioning about the inside out working with the yoga?
1: What I was saying was, is that when you work out for the first time from the inside of your body out, it's a very amazing experience because you've been so used to pulling your workout into you and now you're Mm. pulling your, your workout out of you. And then it starts to make you think about the other things. That's how I got to meditation. Because before I did that yoga class, you could not have paid me to think about trying to meditate. Uh, but after I after I did the yoga class and I, it relaxed my body, my mind was open for meditation.
0: Ah! So, wow! And so, this was in uh, Europe, you were saying, or y- y- you found yoga?
1: So I started. I started in Germany. So I, wow. I actually started teaching yoga in Germany. In Germany, oh. so <laughs> you've
0: been around a lot of different countries and places. I mean, wow! yeah okay'
1: Especially when I was dancing when I was dancing I lived in Japan for six months and uh wow it was it, that was an amazing experience because I started teaching hip hop dance when there was no YouTube oh. so if you wanted to learn hip hop dance, you had to fly me to your country wow bring me in and then I taught your instructors or I taught your your clientele huh so i did I did that for seven years solid um just traveling. Wow.
0: That's amazing. And that
1: was an amazing experience, too. But when you travel, you're alone. And when you're alone, you get a chance to think a lot. You Uh, you, you get a lot of your own thoughts. So I think that the travel really started to make me think a lot about life and what is important. You know, you're away from the people that you know and you love. Yes, I'm learning and I'm growing, but I'm growing away from my norm. And that's out of my comfort zone.
0: Hmm. I like that. Wow, this <laughs> some deep perspectives. I like it, I like it, Carl. <laughs> that's
1: when you get old people on your show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so modest about it. Oh my god! No, I'm curious. What what part of Japan uh were you in? Were you were you there Tokyo side or?
1: I was in Tokyo, Nagoya, Yokohama. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. teaching hip hop dance. Yeah.
0: Nice. Teaching hip hop dance.
1: Wow. Mm. That's incredible. And by far, the Japanese people were the most obedient learners I'd ever encountered. Wow. That they would follow the instructions. If I flick my finger that way, they did it too. Um, Mm. Attentive learners. Wow. See, there we go. I mean, and I love
0: what you said about the traveling and how you learned about yourself in that process. And, well, so in that sense, do you feel like for the people listening, and maybe even myself, like to travel solo uh, for, I guess, kind of like an extended period of time, huh? So it wasn't like a week or two. It was like months at a time, it sounds like.
1: It was months, it was months at a time.
0: Months at a time.
1: And many times I was in countries where I didn't speak the language. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Know, so, yeah, so. Uh, but what a challenge that was. I mean, to move to Germany and have to what was i 36 years old learn another language wow. survive. um but immersive that was uh, the best that was the best teacher because wow. i had to learn uh, right yeah
0: wow so can you can you speak different languages a little bit or
1: i guess my deutsch is not so good i have a deutsch is ganz good and i can get through i I just i speak a little bit that's so cool that's so cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so so japan you were there for six months and in german uh germany how long were you there
1: seven years
0: that was a seven years
1: yeah and i traveled to europe the entire time so i was based in germany but i went to italy and spain and norway denmark finland england scotland wales uh oh
0: and that's when you were teaching the hip-hop dance to these different... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And timeline was this was the
1: 80s, 90s? So it was the beginning of the 90s. 93, I started to travel heavy. Oh. And I did that until, until 2000.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then 2000, you came back
1: to the States? I moved, I moved to Maui moved? right Maui. after 9-11. So 2002, I moved to Maui.
0: Oh, and there we are. And then I, I always see the, the yoga and I hear so many things. I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool to know, like the, the background and just like how it all started, Carl. I mean, because there's so much rich, like experiences and just wisdom in this. So 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 you've been here almost 20 years on Maui. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. I mean, that just in the, that 20 years, you must have seen a lot of changes
1: a lot of changes, and I was here for six years, and then I went to, uh, to the mainland for a few years. Got and it. then I came back, and that's when I noticed the biggest changes. Um, between 2004 and 2008, Maui went through a big transformation,
0: the yeah. West Side, anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Huh. And, and during that period, were you teaching yoga the entire time, or? So I worked at the Risk Garden, and I taught yoga for the Risk Carlton wow so what is that like because i've always been curious like what what is that like for the uh doing stuff with the hotels
1: i love hospitality i really do for a lot of reasons one because i travel the world so it was so nice when people would come in from other places you know a german person would come in and i would speak german and just to see the look on their face watch their whole face melt like how did you know that
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: oh uh, yeah, so I, I love that part of the hospitality.
0: And yes. I love working
1: for the Ritz-Carlton because you got a really good clientele of people. Mm. But then I kind of parlayed that into, I started working for the Aston groups. And so I had a, my yoga business in the Whaler and in Aston-Kanapali Shore and the Papakea. Oh, So I was there for the last six years.
0: Wow. And then like, I know there's so many different types of yogas. Um, I've only done... I think it was called uh, Bikram, Bikram yoga. What, what, what type of yoga do you specialize or love to
1: share? What I love to share is what I consider Hatha yoga. Oh. It's, accessible, it's accessible for people. I do a very gentle style. Uh-huh. By, uh, my approach is more about getting close to yourself, breathing, uh-huh. and then getting to the point where you're stretched and ready to meditate. But I really want to encourage all people to come into yoga. So my approach is if this is your first time, a lot of people go into their first experience and it's horrifying because it's too hard and the teacher doesn't do it with aloha. They do it with, this is what I came in to teach and this is what I'm going to do, whether you can do it or not. And I learned that people don't learn that way. And it, when you teach to the entire class, you can make the gentlest class interesting for everybody Mm. and that's what i learned in the hotel was i would get people that were 18 and then i would get people that were 80 and i was only going to see them one hour in their entire vacation so how was i going to make that experience for them all good wow and so i learned everyone needs to get close to themselves and if you can bring people close to themselves they drop off all of their expectations
0: Mm. Maybe they were coming
1: to expect to be 300 downward facing dogs. If you get into the inside of them, they just breathe and they go, Oh, I'm on Maui. I don't need to do all of that. I can relax. Wow. And so that was why I love doing that so much. But that was pre COVID. Now now I'm teaching in my backyard. So, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, pre COVID. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. When this whole thing is over, uh, I got to take a class or something with you,
1: man. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a garden and it's outside. So uh, we have lots of room to move.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Oh, Mm -hmm. yoga. You know, I I gotta say, man, you look you look wonderful. I know you were saying about like early on the podcast about the dating and all that, but man, you look so wonderful Mm -hmm. and I can just tell like it's you're practicing what you're talking about uh and you're
1: living it. And so I mm -hmm. I love teaching. When the pandemic happened, what I missed the most. Is I yes. miss teaching? Mm. I miss the experience of giving, and I felt so locked up and pent up until I started te- and I started teaching online, and all of a sudden I realized that was what all my anxiety was. My anxiety wasn't even about being on lockdown; it was just not being able to give because that's mm. I've been doing that for forty years, every day of my life, and to learn how to pause was difficult.
0: Wow, you know, and that's so interesting because. Um... Like what you're saying about the the pause, it's so interesting. I love asking different people like what they what their experience was with the COVID, the lockdown, and just kind of um, I guess yeah, a change of pace and change of world. And what would you say the greatest uh, takeaway was for
1: that? I mean, we're still in it, but the last uh, year and a half. Mm. The biggest takeaway is if I could go back to 2019 pre-COVID, would I want to go back and be in that place where I was then? And the answer is a resounding absolutely not. Uh, I was working too hard again. Uh, I was. I had a business now. I had other instructors. So no. I, now I was supervising other instructors who forgot they had the class that day, were 15 minutes late, forgot to take the role. It just was... And I wasn't living yoga. I was selling yoga. Ah! Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. And since I've been teaching from home and I'm working with my Zoom students, a lot of my students on Zoom have been working out with me for 17 years. So they've, they've aged as I've aged and it's just been a really amazing process because now I'm really teaching to their soul because I know who they are. Oh. 17 years so like are these people from different countries that you're able to connect with the people who i've worked with when i was in washington dc people that i've worked with when i was in washington state uh yeah i have a group of 20 people right now who are from all over the globe and we meet and and you know and every now and then we get a new person but then we get to know them um and my people are they're going to ask you all the questions i you know if you came on they'd ask me where are you from because they just they're like that. <laughs> they're a community <laughs> they feel they feel like a community yeah if i can te- if i can tell you anything the most important thing i did and that's what i love when i watch your business because i i uh, stalk you on instagram <laughs> and facebook <laughs> is you have a community and that's where most people miss in the gym business they try to build a gym but they forget to build the community the gym will go but the community will always stay
0: wow i love that the gym will go but the community will stay Mm. yeah and that's so true and it speaks a lot about you carl about like your just taking care of people wanting the hospitality and just want to make sure that they got a good experience and it's so cool i can just i can just feel it like not even sitting at like just virtually that you genuinely care about others and want the best for them and uh Mm. i I really admire that i mean Mm. It's just uh, incredible.
1: Wow. Yoga. It's even a little selfish because you, can, you can't help other people without helping yourself. I mm. tell people that they are my therapist. When they come in and they tell me their problems, it melts right into I, I can't, my therapy is working with you. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. You're, me working with you helps you, but it also helps me because i learned so much from you
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah
1: look so, at that <laughs> i love
0: that wow you know this is why it's just so incredible um i think we got to get yoga like just blow it up some more and you know get it get it out there because what you're doing carl it just sounds so incredible have the community especially with people 17 years that's that's, I, I've never heard of that. I've heard five years, 10 years, but 17 years. Wow. And would you attribute yeah. that to the so community? It's,
1: incre- it's the community. Because even when I moved from, when I moved from uh, DC and moved here, my community stayed together. I had tightly bound them together. We had dinner parties and pool parties. And it wasn't just about you coming to my yoga studio and working out. It was about us getting together and eating together and drinking together and being real together. Um, and, wow. and that created that community and to this day, uh, all of those people are still on my mailing list. I still get the most wonderful notes from them. Uh, it's paid off 50 fold.
0: Wow. <laughs> You know, Carl, this is just really incredible. I'm really enjoying this. And Carl, I was just curious for people listening, like what would you say is like uh, like some passion projects or something on the side, something that people don't really know about you that uh, that you do on the side? Okay.
1: So this is my newest project. My newest yeah. project is last week I became, I got accepted into the Amazon Influencer Program, oh, which means congrats. I have a my own show on Amazon and I can sell products on Amazon. So let's say for instance, you have a book, it's on Amazon. I can put it on my page and then go out to my social media and advertise your book. And then I get a kickback from Amazon and you get to sell your book. Wow. I also have have an Amazon store. So anything that I have in my garden or anything that I wear, like this (laughs) t-shirt, they're all in my Amazon store. And uh, so what I've learned about being an entrepreneur is I used to only put out a few buckets and I depended on those buckets. But uh-huh. The COVID has taught me is I have a lot of buckets. I have videos on demand on Vimeo. And yesterday I got a $68 check and I thought, see, that bucket's halfway full. <laughs> and then I have my, Am- <laughs> my Amazon bucket over here. And then I have, so you have to learn how to be diversified in this new world. Because this mm. world's different. People aren't going back to the office. This world has changed, and we are responsible for the way that it changes effectively.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Wow,
0: that's so cool! Like about the Amazon, and I mean, congrats again on that. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and let us know too. Anything that we can do to support you and support that project, uh, let us know. we be happy to help in any way.
1: Yeah, hey, you know, that's what it's about, community. You build that community and you always have support. So I'm here for the same thing. If you, you know, when when I can do it without a mask, I'll come and teach a yoga class for your people and let them just experience that. Yes. Um, Because I love those kind of things. But getting through this experience is just remembering you don't want to go back to 2019. You're going to be different. And you have all this time to think. Instead of... Mm getting depressed with the extra time you have instead of getting mad that you can't be with the people you want or be where you want to be take this time to use it to sharpen your pencil to make yourself better so when the world comes back you're better than you were in 2019
0: i love that sharpen the pencil yeah wow there you go. You know, Carl, this is incredible. Like, I can't wait to, you know, just do yoga and just just see what it's all about and just connect more. And I, I just want to, like, connect more with you. <laughs> so, uh, man, you know, one of the final questions uh, that we want to come down to, Carl, is um, when you hear of our slogan, uh, fighting sickness with fitness, like, what comes to your mind?
1: is exactly what I've been telling people my entire career. Uh, If you wanna be well, it's mind, body, and spirit. But fitness is such an important part of it because until you find your fitness, because you have to find what feels good to you, just like with what you like to eat, you have to find what exercise feels good to you. Don't take one exercise class and just say, okay, I don't like exercise because I didn't like that Zumba class. You have to find what fits you. And it's, it's a, not a easy fix for, it's your individual need. And that's what curing your sickness is. If you have heart disease, you know you need to exercise, but you may not want to go to that Zumba class. What you might want to do is a chair yoga class, but chair yoga is still yoga.
0: Wow. That's powerful, man, Carl. See, this is why I think we're on the same frequency. This is good. This is good. So Carl, you know, it's a pleasure. Is there anything that you want to leave off or audience with? And, we'll, and
1: where can we find you? Where can people find you as well? And so it, it's easy. My, my name, carlpowell.com. Mm-hmm. And that will take you to my Healing Garden website. And there's also my Amazon Healing Garden TV website where you can go and you can look at the products. And I always tell people, You shop on Amazon anyway. Why not shop with Carl?
0: (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Why not
1: with Carl?
0: (laughs) Right on. And is there any uh, closing words, Carl? Anything you want to leave off the audience with?
1: I really appreciate you having me on. And really for the audience, the most important thing to know is this moment is the most important moment of your life. Not what happened back here. Not what you might think happens in the future. Live. Right now,
0: oh man, that's the mic drop. Boom, live (laughs) right now, (laughs) Carl. It's been a pleasure, man. I can't wait to shake your hand and you know, just take a yoga class from you. And, um, yeah, we'll keep in touch and we'll do everything we can to support your uh new passion projects.
1: Okay, perfect. I look forward to getting to know you better, right
0: on, Carl. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for coming on the Yana Yita podcast. Happy Aloha Friday. Take care, Carl. All right.